Have you ever wondered what happens after ever after? Have you always yearned to know if the end is really the end? No? Well, you're gonna find out anyway. We're your hosts, Andy, Tammy, and Gina. This is Two Division. Hello everyone, welcome once again to Two Division, this is Equals Explained. I'm your host Gina and sadly today I am joined by only one of my co-hosts, my beautiful and funny co-hosts, and that person is Andy. Andy, how are you? Hello guys! Yeah, it's sad because Tammy isn't here because she is dying, it's, like all of us. <laughs> it's going to be so intimate today, dear. It's just <laughs> you and me against the world, you and me against the music. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, uh, is yeah, it going to be like the biggest mess because we don't have Tammy to kind of ground us? Or is it going to be like, uh... One of our <laughs> usual discussions is yeah. just recorded. That will be and, like the same. And in, and in English because we don't usually talk to each other in English <laughs> this much. But okay, I guess this is gonna, I guess this is happening right now. Oh yeah, I, I, I didn't think about that. How, how, how have you been, dear? Because it's mm -hmm. been a while, and yeah, it, it has been a big while. Like, the last time we recorded, it was still 2018. So how, what has been happening with you, dear, in this time that we have been apart? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, I got a job. Um, everything is just fine, I guess. Uh, let's go to the topic of the episode. So today we are talking about Peter Pan, the boy who never go grows old. And of course, we're going to talk about its sequel, Return to Neverland. So let's, let's kick things off, shall we? Um, what are your memories of Peter Pan, the original one from 1953, dear? Tell me about it. You know what? I do remember Peter Pan, but I remember it. I remember Peter Pan as a concept or as a like a franchise per se, like I, I always, I, I, I think the characters were always in my life, like Peter Pan and Tinkerbell and Hook and Wendy and all that stuff. And when I was a kid, oh my God, I loved Tinkerbell more than I loved the princess, really. It was just, she was just like my favorite Disney character and she still is one of my favorite characters. She's awesome. Um, I, I think I just like her aesthetic. Like she's a fairy and she's, has these wings and is beautiful and all that stuff. But yeah, she's she's like goals. <laughs> Tinkerbell goals. Um but the movie I I do I do know that I watched it, but I don't remember like a specific time that I watched it, you know? All right. Mm -hmm. And that's it. How about you? <laughs> okay. So for me I I'm kind of in the same Page as you are because I do remember of course I watched Peter Pan at some point in my life but I don't remember I definitely remember that I didn't own the VHS so it wasn't something that was accessible to me I didn't have it at hand just to watch it whenever I wanted I think I caught it sometime on TV and that was it and I only have like one memory of watching it and it was like when I was like 13 when I was just getting back into the Disney feeling and all that jazz and I remember like laughing because the the dub the the Spanish dub um, uh -huh. has a very funny way of introducing Nena like it sounds really funny because they basically call her a bitch which because which she is she, a bitch. which which she is but when you listen to it as a, well I was 13 years old And I, I'm not gonna lie, I would still laugh about it right now. And I still laughed about it when I watched Peter Pan for the podcast 
because they introduced her as like a very distinguished bitch and it was <laughs> hilarious it's hilarious and that's the biggest memory i have of watching peter pan again as an adult and <laughs> like a distinguished bitch that's me like yeah thank you i'm Nana. um and oh my god so that's that's the big yes. memory I have of watching Peter Pan, and also um, when um, I don't know, sometime in my life I got hand I I got hands on like a bunch of cash, not cash, like what? I had saved up. Like, it's not like I, it's not like I stole from like an old lady or something. I just ca- <laughs> I just kind of had savings. I had money that was okay. left over from a trip or something, All and I was like. Yeah, I, and I need to buy something. I need to buy something that I that I like. And I really got into buying um, Blu-rays, uh, Blu-ray editions of movies. And I was going through the I was going through some uh, Blu-rays at the store, and I didn't know which one to get home. And I got hands on the Peter Pan Blu-ray. And the reason that I got it was because it came with uh, audio commentary from Roy Disney. And that was like, boom, I need this. I need to watch this right now. And that's why I bought it. And that's why I have the Peter Pan Blu-ray. And that's how I watch the movie for the podcast. And I love that. Dude, and, dude. Oh, wait, yeah? can, can I just do a parenthesis? I remember, I remember when I was about 15, 16, I think my dad got hands into this, this box of a lot, a lot, a lot of DVDs. But like DVDs. And they had, like, a special features when DVDs were, like, a thing. And they actually put some things in there. Uh, and I remember that I borrowed some because he was going to donate them or give, give them away or something. And I watched the, the audio commentary that you're, that you're talking about. You're, you're right. Really? Yeah, oh, I, did, yeah. I did remember. I think I saw that in Treasure Planet and I don't know how many more. I just remember the only DVD I remember that had audio commentary was the Incredibles DVD because that audio commentary literally changed my life because <laughs> I, I was so in love with that audio. And I love because it wasn't only like audio commentary from Brad Bird, the director, but it came from audio commentary from the producers and the animators. And it was mm-hmm. it was a double. Uh, it was it was uh, two audio commentaries, and it was awesome. I loved it. Like it was that 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 audio commentary literally was the thing that made me realize, like for sure, that I wanted to study filmmaking. So Aww. yeah, I love audio commentaries. It's my favorite thing. Like if if I only buy DVDs and Blu-rays that have audio commentary, like that's it. I need I need the audio commentaries. So that was the reason I got uh, Pure Pain on Blu-ray and I watched the other commentary and I loved that. I fell in love with the process. That's how I fell in love also with the Nine Old Men because they talked about it so much. And I was like, damn, this group of real this group of people literally like changed Disney and made Disney what it was during the golden and silver age. And it was just amazing. It was such a it was it's a treasure for me that audio commentary and mm-hmm. yeah i really love that and I, I think that's my most treasured memory of pure pen which is funny because it's very a very recent memory it was it's not like it's like at at most five or six years old i think even, even less and yeah the other like memories i can have of your pen are the tinkerbell movies uh, that I wasn't really into at the beginning because I, uh, I didn't watch the first one because I was like, uh, this is like I, I it was at a point that I felt too big for for Tinkerbell and I was like, yeah, I'm not into this and I, I don't like the CGI version of Tinkerbell and whatever, so I'm not gonna watch it. But then I think the first movie, the first Tinkerbell movie I watched was The Secret of the Wings, 
which is the one with with Tinkerbell sister. And Andy, Andy and I love this movie. Andy and I are like whores for this movie. Yeah, we love Periwinkle. If we could get Periwinkle and Tinkerbell tattoos, we would get them. I swear to God. And we will get them. But... Why not? And we love that movie. And I watched that, and I really liked. Um, well, the aesthetic and the kind of the, the world of the fairies, and I found that really interesting. So I I watched. I think I've watched all the the Tinkerbell movies so far. Uh, yeah. And I really like them. I think they're really wholesome and they're really uh, well done. I like the characters. I like what they do with Tinkerbell because they she's still kind of the bitch that she was on the first one. But I love she, my bitch. But, but she <laughs> a distinguished bitch. <laughs> that's the, that, that's how they introduced Tinkerbell in this movie. For your information. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I need a moment. <laughs> And yeah, so yeah, she's still a bitch, but she has a heart and she's talented and she really works hard. And I really <laughs> like all about the fairies and her friends and Periwinkle. I wish Periwinkle was in there more. I really do. But I realized like you can't pay Lucy Hale to be at your movie every single time. So whatever. How and much is Lucy Hale's fee? I don't for know. Movie? But I don't think it's she that high. She was a pretty little liar. So I guess that counts for something. But yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe in the future we will get them because she will have nothing <laughs> to do. But for now, we don't get very much of Periwinkle. She has a fate character on Disneyland and Disney World, which is so adorable. I wish I could meet her, but I don't, I don't, think, I don't think she does it anymore. I think it was just for like the period of time where the movie came out. And that was it, and she never came back, and I really miss her. I really want to I really want to meet her. And yeah, so I, what was I saying? I just, <laughs> what? what was I saying? How did I get here? <laughs> I had a... <laughs> um, no, I was say I was just trying. I was just saying that. Uh, well, the connection with Peter Pan, of course, with the Tinkerbell movies, and I, I really like them. I think they're really cute, and they're a nice extension of the Peter Pan mythos or lore <laughs> or whatever cinematic universe. <laughs> when when can I step in into the Tinkerbell discourse? Because I'm inviting my channel the way. <laughs> It's just you and me, honey. You can step it anytime. I don't care. <laughs> but you were just talking, and and I I kept you on it. You were you were you were into it. Okay, yeah. So for me, uh, I was just talking about the original Peter Pan movie. That, that those were my memories. But this movie is this incredible franchise. It's a whole other thing. This all started when I was in about I don't know fifth, sixth grade. No, like no, like fourth grade or something. Uh, yeah, I, I was just very young, and there was a time in which I uh, I read books, but not with much regularity. You know, I I was just like a kid, and I like it's uh, I like easy to read books. So I picked I picked up this Tinkerbell book, this fairy, this Neverland fairy book, and I completely adored it. The I still remember the smell of the book, and it's just like so so unique to to that part of my life and i really liked it it was like the first introduction to tinkerbell and her friends which are other friends not the ones in the movies and i adore every every one of them uh, actually the protagonist wasn't tinkerbell it was another fairy and in the second book it was an it was that that same fairy but tinkerbell had like a, a bigger role or something and i i love them which was so mystical and they had they did the author developed such 
a new world for these fairies. She's the, actually, you know, these the whole movies have like the fairy hierarchy and and it's the queen and the fairies that over like the boss fairies that overlook uh, like every talent and all that stuff. That is all taken from the book. That and awesome. yeah, and also there was a, a character that was just like so mystical and it felt so powerful. It was almost Lord of the Rings ish. Um, oh my god! It was like this big dove. It was like Mother Dove. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I remember. Yes, and she was like a big, a big part of the books, and I think it's the biggest part that was left out in the movies because like every every character from the book. Uh, has like her counterpart in the movies like you have the water fairy and the water fairy in the movie and all that stuff uh, <laughs> i'm just rambling on this book and this is about <laughs> fairy discourse <laughs> yeah it, 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 you're on topic so it's okay <laughs> i'm in neverland so it's good yeah whatever uh, and i think this book uh, took place after peter pan they actually actually the third book uh, peter pan is in it and awesome. Tinker, I know that. yeah i actually read this book when i was in high school or something Awesome. Uh, uh, like any any high schooler reads the Tinkerbell fairy <laughs> books, of course. Oh, okay, you know what? You? They are good books. Actually, I I love kids' books because they're so magic, so mythical and so magical, and Wholesome. I love because all of them have like this fan, this fantasy realism thing, and yeah, they're so awesome. unique to kids' books, and I love it. Um, so this was like my introduction to literature. <laughs> and, yeah. And then the Tinkerbell movies uh, started coming out, and the first one I remember—I remember it was so weird because I watched the first one on the theater. When I came home, it was playing. No, no, wait, on the theater. Mm-hmm. Then I came out of the theater. I went to Blockbuster. I bought it. What? Then when I came, I came home, and it was on TV. What? <laughs> yeah. What? That was a distribution mess. That was really weird because I, rem- I remember that was like my first hint on mm, movies take a, lo- a long while to get here consider uh, compared to, I don't know, like Mexico City or it or the United States. Uh, but this, I think, but I do remember like every, everyone was talking about that, that it was not only just just in my city it was like the whole country it was like the same it was so weird and Damn. And, and people were telling me like eh, where are you going to watch it to maybe this is going to show on disney channel today and i was like okay i don't <gasps> care <laughs> i'm <laughs> going to oh my spend God. my money and my mother's money into this yeah i I, <laughs> I get you like when the lion king was real re-released on 2011 i had the dvd at my home but that didn't stop me from going to the movies and watching it and paying to watch it on 3d of course we all did, did that. that like and yeah if you didn't you're lying <laughs> or you should have <laughs> because yeah watching watching a movie on the theater is very, very different from watching it at home and yeah. i didn't even know that the tinkerbell movies made it to the theater i honestly yeah. didn't no yeah, i thought it was, it was just the- disney channel no, it was this. It was that one, and and the and the second one. They were the both of them were in the in the movies, and I watched them both on uh, on theater. Oh my god! Actually, now that you, I will have to check it out. I don't have the time to check it out now, but I think they were only released on theaters here, maybe like not like in the United in States. City? No, not in your, like not in my city. Maybe other countries, but no, but not the United States. 
Mm-hmm. And that's why it, it's sometimes. still it's still like on Wikipedia and IMDb is like a direct to video movie. All right. Okay. Yeah, because I, I don't know. I, I will check it out. This interesting. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I watched the second one. Uh, I li- I liked it. The third one, it was like when it was like stepping up the game. I was like, hmm. Actually, Bidia, Bidia, uh, Queen Mary, and Queen Clarion are the only characters from the books that made it to the movies. And and the fourth one, yeah, it, it was when it, it all blew up, and it was like, oh my god, the Tinker movies are so good. Because I remember that you told me, and you were just going that, oh my god, you have to watch this. Every time I, I like watch a snippet, I end up watching the whole thing. And yeah, it was yep. just like yep. that time, and it was it was winter, and it was just like ah, oh, it was awesome. <laughs> it was the best thing. Like yeah. that movie is the best. <laughs> and if you tell me that uh, which which character would you like to meet on? On the Disney parks that had, that doesn't come out as often, I will say Periwinkle. Periwinkle. Yeah. <laughs> Queen of Winter, Elsa wishes. <laughs> I mean, oh the person, the person to trailer, trailer just came out today. I'm just saying, I don't know when this episode was gonna air, but the frozen trailer just came out today, and I'm still like screaming because I loved it so much, <laughs> and I, that movie is gonna freaking ruin my life. I oh know God, it. Yeah. I know it. And yeah. I yeah. can't wait to talk about can that. Can though. you imagine? Yeah, I can't wait. We're gonna we're gonna come on the podcast. That's amazing. That's yeah, amazing. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I can't wait. And what what was I gonna say? Um. Oh, can you imagine a crossover between Elsa and Periwinkle? That would be awesome. And you can add <laughs> Poison in there. <laughs> the just icy. The just icy. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Oh. In, inside jokes. Oh my god, honey. Um, uh, I remember. Yeah, what? <laughs> I, I'm just going to make another parenthesis. parenthesis yeah, go ahead. Why about not? the Frozen Why? 2 trailer because I, I know that we are not a news podcast at all. Uh, and we we usually want to, ma- to keep uh, maintain this podcast as a temporal as possible. Yeah. But oh my god, can we can we talk about our reactions with the trailer? I I don't know what else do you want me to say. I loved it. I was I literally almost teared up at the first oh scene god. when Elsa is trying. I don't know what she, the fuck she's doing. I don't know what she's trying to accomplish. But I'm 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 there with <laughs> her. Like, you go, Elsa. You can do it. <laughs> and I I I literally almost teared up because it looked so good. Like the animation looks absolutely flawless and she looks amazing i love her hair i love her powers and i love like i don't know i just love her watching her i love watching her struggling like this like it's it's inspiring for me in some reason in some way and yeah i just really love the color palette i love i don't know i think it's i think they're coming up with a very interesting concept with the air bending and stuff the air bending the fall bending I'm just saying hands from the Southern Isles. Maybe she's a firebender. We don't know. I hope so. I can imagine the post credit scene being like him in a prison and just going like, yep, I have powers too. And just breaking out of prison with his fire powers. That would be amazing. And I just wanted to say I just really love the trailer. I think it looks absolutely fantastic. It's everything that I hope. I mean, it looks like everything I want from a sequel, like expanding on the mythos, expanding expanding on the um the already the universe that we already have and the characters. So like it looks like it's doing some things right. And I think it's 
I think it's mainly because Disney really wants to protect Elsa and Anna and the Frozen franchise because mm-hmm. they're the big money makers right now. So they really know that they can't screw this movie up. They need to step it up because if they weren't sure that this movie was going to be good, they wouldn't be releasing. They wouldn't be releasing it because they wouldn't want to put the Elsa and Anna and Frozen franchise on the mm-hmm. line. So I think that's a reason that I have big, big hopes on this movie because I think Disney really wants to keep to keep Anna and Elsa as being, you know, the sweet that they are. So <laughs> I think they really need to make this movie and I really, really think they're on the right track, at least for the looks of this trailer. I really loved it and yeah, I just can't freaking wait for November. <laughs> that's great. You were saying something. <laughs> No, no. I, I think I'm just going to to tell my experience watching it. I was on the bus. I was on the bus, and I think I was just like scrolling through Instagram of all things, and I saw like a thumbnail, and I was like, "Oh my god!" So we just immediately went to YouTube, and it was like 12 minutes, no, like 30 minutes uh, uploaded, and I was just watching it on the bus, and I was just screaming, and I was crying. I, I I literally think that I made noises that all the other passengers were like, what the hell is wrong with her? She's and... dying. <laughs> I'm dying of awesomeness. <laughs> you know, I, I I was excited for Person 2, of course. It's a Disney movie. But oh my God. <laughs> I really think that of what we all saw, considering all, all these clips that we watched, I don't want to make conjectures and I really, I am not the kind of person who makes theories because I just, want, I just want to be surprised. But I think that this is like a whole other level of epic story, to, like of epic storytelling, it seems, for Walt Disney Studios. Yep. It's just like, it, they're going on an epic quest. This is basically Lord of the Rings or something. Yep, it is. And, and, and oh my God, like every... There's not a single detail that I don't like, and also this new logo. I think I don't. I don't. Oh, I don't know which which person uh, on the internet said it, but oh, actually, this logo has a lot of meaning. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I think it was like Josh Gad or or someone of the cast. I I don't remember who, but <laughs> literally all Instagram and all of Tumblr are just the <laughs> images of the same thing. And hmm. oh my god, I just love it so much. Yeah, I love Anna's new hair. Like oh she God, looks so part. beautiful, and I love the last scene where she takes the sword. I don't know, she looks so <laughs> badass. I just, I, I really want to know what's going on, but I really, I don't think I'm gonna watch any of the other trailers that will come out come out in the future because I learned my my lesson when Frozen came out. I no, it was with Brave, I think, and mm-hmm. Rise of the Guardians. It was 2012, the year mm-hmm. that I was trailer crazy and I watched every single trailer every single TV spot <laughs> and I basically spoiled spoiled the yeah, movie for movie. me yeah so I really don't like watching many trailers anymore so if I can just watch one teaser or one trailer and then I'm done I'm probably not gonna watch any of the other trailers so like it's a good thing we are talking about it right now because we probably yeah it's not gonna happen again until November <laughs> so yeah I just gotta say with this trailer I, I'm really hooked and I can't wait and yeah, Disney is on the right track, and I can't like. Can you put this beside uh, Bell's Magical World or something like that? Like, there is not even a point of comparison. Like, 
when you try and when you don't try, literally like spelled <laughs> out in the most obvious way I can imagine. This is just another level. We have never seen a, a Disney sequel like this. I don't think so. And yeah, it's it's going to be a game changer, I think. Yeah, actually, it, it's kind of... Uh... We said we're not a news podcast, but this is on topic. Yeah, it's, it's so, great. But, and also, we have we have one host less, so we need to fill up some time. So it's fine. <laughs> I don't mind. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I enjoy this. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's Can we fun. go back to the Tinkerbell <laughs> yeah. You should go back, actually, to Peter Pan, but okay, okay can we I can just... go back to Tinkerbell. <laughs> can I just wrap it up? Uh, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, it, the fourth one was Secret of the Wings. I think it's still my favorite, but because of just yeah, nostalgic it's, reasons. It's, but it's, oh my god, the Tinkerbell movies—literally each one of them—it's better than the that the past one. Literally, like the Pirate Fairy was also like a big thing in my internet in our internet circle, even though it, it wasn't like yeah, a big movie because Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> because Tom Hiddleston and. And I don't know, like the whole aesthetic of all the of the fairies and being pirates and Serena, a whole new cool character, and it was awesome as well. And I, I just remember that that time was just so awesome. <laughs> then uh, it was the the Never Beast. I, I think the Secret of the Never Beast or something. I don't, I don't know the title. Yeah, something like that. I, I think I watched it like that. I think two times. That movie was like. I think it was forgettable for me. That that movie was like really forgettable. I think it was cute, but I after Serena and after Periwinkle, I just didn't find Fawn as a, a very intriguing protagonist. So like I didn't pay attention to it really. So yeah, that was you it. Know, I watched it once when it came out. I, I watched it twice because I think once I I downloaded them. I, I mean I bought it, and then it, <laughs> it was on TV or something. Uh, but. I don't know, like, Fawn was always my favorite before, after Tinkerbell, after Tinkerbell, she was always my favorite, because I think mine is the stuff. Yeah, she's, like, my third, but then Serena and Periwinkle came, came. but of the of the original circle, Fawn was my favorite, so I really, really enjoyed it, and I don't know, it just felt really, I think no, the movie Rosetta. felt really sorry, human. Sorry. Yeah, but, yeah, sorry. My, my intro said I just remembered. Uh, sorry, I interrupted. Oh, really? You go ahead. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I just really felt that it had really human emotions, even though there was not a single human in the movie. And I feel it's so real. I felt it's so real. It was, it was rare. Uh, then uh, Disney Toons uh, stopped working. It's just gone now. So the movies never got a, a follow-up. I think Peter was going to appear on the next one or something. That would have been so awesome. Yeah, right. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of sad because you know Disney Tunes is <laughs> weird. Yeah, Disney Tunes is the one who created all these movies, like these awful movies, and they made planes, but they also made the Tinkerbell movies, and they're really good. And they actually have like great animation considering the budget. Like that is wh yeah, whenever I hear, I, I hear someone complaining that oh, it it looks bad because it has no budget. It's like you. It has like a medium budget for an animated movie, and this is the prime example of what you can do with that. Because you know, when you see their hair or something, of course it it, it won't go, it won't move as you know Rapunzel's hair or something. But it's really correct with 
considering all the aesthetic and all the yeah like the look of the movie it's just it, it fits so I, I don't know I, just, I, I really like this movies I like them a lot more than all of a lot of movies released in theaters and that was my tinkerbell parenthesis that was like like 20 minutes, 20 minutes. <laughs> it's all right <laughs> so yeah I, I think it's it's nice to talk about it because it, it is still part of the Peter Pan meadows and the lords and it's still important to you know what we're talking about what we're going to talk about in with the sequel like what mm -hmm. it's a good expansion on the the universe yeah. what's not so it's we're it surprisingly is, yes, it's on topic with everything sorry <laughs> yeah I, I think it's justified so yeah I think mainly, uh, I just wanted to say one more thing with Peter Pan. I don't think it has aged as well. And I'm talking oh. about the original movie from 1953. Um, and I think, of course, we can all agree that it's because of the Indians and the way that they're handled. I don't think it's very awkward to watch. It's just really awkward. It's like, oh, my God, uh, the stereotypes, the, the, the problematic. Oh, no. Oh no! Stop this! Uh, and I that really kind of hurt my enjoyment enjoyment of the movie the, this time that I watched it for the podcast. I mean, it's still a fantastic movie. I think it's a, an accomplishment of animation and storytelling for Disney Studios. But uh, if I could erase something from the movie, it would be the Indians. But sadly, if you erase the Indians, I think you take like one third of the, of movie. the movie. So it it just can't be done. But yeah. So I think that that really hurts the movie a lot. But I mean, you can you can just ignore that and just go with the flow and just realize that it's part of the the time period that it came out. Yeah, it, it was wrong then; it's still wrong now. But it's part of the the history of the studio and something, mm -hmm. and so we can't really deny that. And so know, if you can um, if you can turn off your brain for that, then the movie is just fine. It's really enjoyable. It's had it has fantastic animation and music and characters but yeah I think it really hurt my enjoyment of the movie this time around and I wished I wish it didn't you know I think I, I of course everyone would would agree with that right um and, and that's the thing that's that's hurting that's the thing that hurts the movie and the story because you know Neverland is literally a child's dream but it's like a child's from the time that James Berry and, and from the time Walt Disney were creating the story, right? So, yeah, yeah when, when kids in those times were playing, okay, cowboys and Indians, and they had like this really distorted uh, way of thinking yeah. about that. So, like I said, you just have to turn off your brain for that and just like accept it and know, okay, this doesn't mean that people nowadays in Walt Disney Studios think about think the same way. Of course not. Yeah. Um, when I was watching it, I felt it less timeless than other Disney movies. Yeah. It's weird because this was this is one of the the movies that still gets merchandise and still has a lot of presence. It, it has is a lot very of classic. In the, in the past, it's a classic. Like, a you classic. can't get any more classic than the silhouettes of Wendy oh. and Peter Pan and John and uh, I remember I, uh, and Michael like flying uh, on, in the clouds. Like you can't get more this classic Disney than that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I totally get what you're saying, but go ahead. 
and finish the talk. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's classic and it but but it, it does feel really dated. Like I can I, yes. I can watch Cinderella or another of this of the movie so those times and I f and okay, it feels old but it feels timeless. This one I, I just felt <laughs> it was just old. Yeah, I think it's it has to do with like the way they the way that they treat Wendy and like how you're yes. too grown up to be with the boys anymore. You need to be alone and blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that I think that dates the movie. And yeah, and, and some other aspects of like Peter, Peter as a character, I think also kind of feels dated. Oh and gosh. yeah, so and also Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell is as oh, I yeah. said, Tinkerbell is a bitch in this movie. A literal, a lit well, not literal because you have Nina, but she is a bitch, <laughs> and <laughs> and yeah, it's really like her, her, the way that she treats Wendy is just really toxic, and uh, it's not, uh, yeah, whatever. She's a jealous fairy. That was a joke back then, and whatever. Everyone was in love with Peter Pan, blah blah blah, That's and like it still has. Of course, it, we're not saying it's a bad movie at all. It's just, it just does feel like that. The past of time has not been kind to it, no. and, but I do. I really enjoy though the end of when the dad looks out of the window when mm -hmm. he sees the ship and he says something along, among the along the lines of "I remember that ship from like when I was a boy," and oh. you get the 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 story just coming full circle and just how the the father obviously at some point in his childhood also visited New Neverland and like like it's something that apparently all children do or a lot of children do and sometimes they forget as they grow up but they can always remember when they get you know well in the case of the father he sees the ship and he remembers and I think that's a very nice way of finishing the movie I really liked it I really like Wendy's character this time around a lot more I think she she it's very funny because she says that she's not ready to grow up but I think she's really mature for her age and mm -hmm. she's kind of in that in that sweet spot between being a child who likes to tell stories and who enjoys having fun but also knows responsibility and knows that she's the the biggest the big sister and she needs to take care of her brothers and that they need to get back home to their mother and their father so she's kind of in a sweet spot between being an adult and being a child and I'm not gonna lie, I feel like that right now as well, because I can enjoy all my childish things <laughs> like Disney, like Star Wars and everything but I also like, I'm like this semester is my last semester of, of college and I I literally on the doorway of adulthood, so like it, it is something that I'm going through and I feel, I, I'm, I don't feel like a child anymore of course, but I don't feel like I've, I've had let go of that feeling of being a child and I hope to remain that as as I grow out even more into an adult. And I think Wendy kind of embodies that. And I really, I think that's why I really liked her this time around. I think she's in a really, really sweet spot. <laughs> Just, yeah, I don't know what else, how else to put it. Yeah, it's weird how, how this movie and this story fits our lives right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in, in those times, it was for a 12-year-old girl, and this time it's for a 22 and 23-year-old. A 22-year-old. <laughs> I'm 22. Yes. All right, sorry. 
I'm still 32 until October. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think we can move on to talking about the main topic because we've been dragging this for a little <laughs> too long. In, in, in short, Peter Pan, enjoyable movie. It, it is a bit dated. We don't have a lot of memories with it. We are not that nostalgically attached to it, but we are, appreciate the story, of, like how, it, how important it is to the studio and everything. And can, can you say something? And, yeah. Uh, I am still sad that I have never been able to meet the Peter Pan on Disneyland. We have never. No, it's you, so sad. You guys, you guys, you don't know when we went to Disneyland on <laughs> December 20, 2007, what, 2018, we went to December, we went to Disneyland and we checked the app every single, like every hour <laughs> or so to check if Peter Pan was on Fantasyland and the, the app said that he was in Fantasyland and we went to Fantasyland, we we gave like three or four rounds around the carousel and we never watched, we never saw him, we never got to see him and we, we were there for three days and we never got to see Peter Pan and I'm still sad about it. I really, really want to meet him too. It's a very unfulfilled dream of mine and like I really hope that uh, we're planning on going to Disney World on December. Yeah. I'm just throwing it out there and so I really hope I don't know if we're gonna get to watch to see him this time either because uh, Galaxy Sedge and everything but I, I I will hold on to hope and yeah I really he's one of the characters I really really would love to meet I think he's one of the funnest characters at Disneyland yeah the thing with Peter is that it's hard to to find because he's always moving like okay there are other characters that move but they just like okay I'm going to talk with these people here and these people there but in the same area like Peter Pan just goes and goes and goes because it's Peter Pan he just like moves around all the time and un unless you're really lucky and you're in the right time and you're in the, at the right place in the right time you 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 won't be able to meet him that that's sad but we 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 were able to meet Tinkerbell and when I went mm -hmm. before I met Iridessa which was cool and yeah. <laughs> awesome. That, that, that's it. That, that, I think that's um, a nice way of finishing our, our memories of Peter Pan. So <laughs> we can move on to the sequel, which is why we're here right now. And of course, the sequel is Return to Neverland. It is a movie. I think this is the first the first movie since Rescuers Down Under. That was a movie that came out in, in theaters. theaters. And that's awesome. It came out mm -hmm. in 2002. And it was, of course, produced by Disney Toon, Walt Disney Television Animation at the time. And yeah, it is a very interesting sequel. It, it is about Wendy's daughter, Jane. And it, it happens in the, the... The interesting thing about the sequel is that it happens while World War II is happening. Yeah. And that's like so dark like <laughs> I can't like can you imagine someone pitching this movie and being like we're gonna make a Peter Pan sequel it's gonna happen during World War II <laughs> oh okay yeah interesting <laughs> tell me more uh, so like, <laughs> I really appreciate and respect the movie because they had the balls and I'm gonna say that because I really need to say that with the full <laughs> word they had the balls to talk about World War II in a very in a Disney, in, in a Disney sequel, <laughs> not yeah. only a Disney movie, a Disney sequel to Peter Pan, and they really, I think, it was important. It, I think it is important to the story and the character, so <laughs> I really appreciate it. So it is about Jane, who is growing up 
while World War II is going on. And of course, this this makes her kind of stop believing in childish things because she has spent half her childhood in a world surrounded by war. And so she's like, things are not like the fairy tales and that's not how things work. And so she has a little brother who's like four years old or something, who of course is still very innocent and pure and he still enjoys the child things that every child does. And Jane just can't stand it because I, I think she really tries, but she can't just lie to him in, at his face. That's the way that I think she feels it. And she wants his. She wants her brother to be protected from, you know, the bad things in the world. In the world, but he's not ready. He's still a baby, and so this makes her like very angry at her mother. And the whole thing happens that they take the children away to the country to protect them from the bombings. It's a very dark, like first twenty <laughs> minutes, guys. It is very dark. Like it goes to some places that I was like, damn. Uh, we're, we're gonna talk about that. <laughs> later but yeah so basically the 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 thing is that uh, later that night she is kidnapped by captain hook because he mistakes her for wendy and he takes her back to neverland to try to bait peter pan into his trap and of course peter pan saves the day saves Wendy, saves jane sorry and <laughs> you're also just... confused yeah sorry yeah it happened <laughs> um he throws Hook into the mouth of an octopus who just falls in love with Hook's taste. I I don't know what Hook's taste like, but I think animals dig it. So <laughs> Hook has an octopus who goes. Oh my god! So thank you, thank you. I'm here all week. <laughs> and yeah, Peter Pan saves um, Jane. And they basically go through a whole shenanigans together. And she's, of course, um, cynical about the Peter Pan and the Lost Boys thing. She just wants to get home. She's been an adult about it. And, of course, the thing with the movie is that she has to learn to be a child again. And that's basically all the, the movie amounts to. And in the end, of course, she does with a very, very um, meaningful scene where she learns to fly because the whole thing is that she couldn't get back home because she didn't know how to fly because she didn't have faith and she didn't have trust and so in the end when she finally embraces her child her childhood again and the the whole neverland peter pan lost boy lost boys thing she manages to fly and it's a very very awesome scene very cool animation in that moment and she finally gets to get back home and when she does she starts Telling her brother all the Peter Pan stories that he wants, and he she basically fixes their relationship with with her family, and then her father comes back from the war, and everyone lives happily ever after. And of course, she says, "I will always believe in you, Peter Pan." And yeah. then we have a beautiful, beautiful reunion between Peter Pan and Wendy, and Wendy's all grown up, and it's really a really really cute scene. And then the movie ends, and yeah. And that's Peter Pan to Return to Neverland. And we're going to talk about some of our memories with it. Um, you go ahead, dear. I'll, I'll, I'll start. I actually do remember watching this movie in the theater. It was in the, in the movie theater that had two, like, it had two screens. And you could hear everything. Uh, you can hear the whole movie from the from the lobby where, when 
where you could buy snacks and you could hear every uh, all of the noise from the snack place when you were watching the movie and it was just always so dirty and the like the seats were all in one level you when you were a child you just had to stand up on the chair so yeah i i, I had very fun memories of the movie theater and i watched that <laughs> there I'm, I'm sure you do <laughs> it didn't last long after after that and i remember watching it there and i just remember watching it uh, frequently I, would, I wouldn't say a lot but frequently frequently I, I i knew about it it was another one of those movies that i watched more than the original surprise um and i think it was just because of jane because i really, I really like jane and i like her character and, and do you know since i was even when i was a child i liked her growth that she was very mature and she needed to be a child again it was like yes jane you, you need to learn that well, please, and 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 I liked and I liked it when she did. I don't know. I just really liked it. I I, I know it's short. This is like a short movie, and it's just easy to watch and to play it many times. So yeah, it was a common occurrence on my household having that playing. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. for me, it's kind of more of the same. I of course I watched this movie a hell a lot of a lot more times than uh, the original Peter Pan. I don't know why. Don't ask me. I think it's just a gener- generational thing. Just uh, yeah. the animation and the storytelling is just so much more fresh, more 90s, of course, early 2000s. This is this movie is so 90s. Like, yeah, yeah, it, it, it is early 2000s and it really, it, it's just, we were the right age to watch this movie. I think we were like six or five years old mm-hmm. and it was... We were the generation that was meant to watch this movie when it came out. So I think that's why we're kind of attached to it. And yeah, I, I don't remember, as I said, don't remember watch the, watching this movie in the theater. I remember this as just another one of the movies that I had on VHS. And I remember just really liking Jane a lot. I just found her really, really um, interesting and fun to watch, I think. I also really loved how she learned to be a child again, even when I was a child. And I, this movie made me cry so much when I was a child, so much. Really? Um, at the yeah, I, 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 I cried at the "I Try" song. I don't know if that's the title oh, yeah. to uh-huh. it, but yeah. So when when it feels come when when it first comes up is when she just has the argument with her mom about how her brother is just going up on fantasies and she basically the song goes like oh i'm trying to see what you see i'm trying to to understand what you see in the world but i just don't see it and i love this and i'm just gonna go i'm gonna jump in and talk about what one thing i liked because i really wanted to talk about this because i think it was this was really fantastic um filmmaking and storytelling mm-hmm. and at this moment she's looking out the window and the camera uh, with the camera, we see the second star to the right, and then it pans down, and you see the rest of a bombing, and and this and oh this is God. this is like and this is when the the song goes like I can't see what you are seeing, like yes, you're talking about fairy tales and stories about Neverland and the second star to the right, but look what we have in our 
in our front port, you know, in our in our front door, we have bombings, we have people dying every single day. We're they're taking us away to some to God knows where. Like things are not like in the fairy tale. So I'm sorry, I cannot see what you are seeing, mother. And I think that's really really nice storytelling, and I really felt that right now. Mm-hmm. And of course, as a child, I didn't know this. I didn't notice this as much but I still really it, the, the movie the song made me cheer up and of course later at one point she screams that she does not believe in fairies and this causes Tinkerbell to start dying and of course this is around the time that Jane has had her change of heart and she runs and tries to save Tinkerbell from dying and she goes like I do believe I do believe and then we get a reprise of the song and like I, because I finally see what you see and I try and I will fly and whatever and I think that's really lovely a really nice way of finishing that arc that arc and yeah that song really made me tear up as a child and yeah I really have fond memories of this one I re- I really liked the the song that the lost boys sing to Jane and mm-hmm. I think I just thought it was a really fun sequence and I really like Peter Pan a lot more in this one and um that I think that's the general just of it i just watched it a lot uh, it was a movie that i always had at the, you know i had the vhs so i could just put it on whenever i wanted and yeah i i, I remember this movie a lot and i i'm really fond of it for nostalgic reasons and i really liked that this time around that i watched it i just i, I appreciate it more and i think it still holds up to this day so <laughs> we're just gonna jump right Right in and start the discussion about what we liked and what we didn't like. So you go ahead. I'll let you start here. Okay. There's a lot of things that I like about this movie. You know, I actually think that I like this movie more than the than the original Peter Pan. Of course, the original Peter Pan it has a lot of merit. And of course, okay, objectively, we could say it's a better movie uh, because of I don't know the animation and how it was made and all that stuff but i'm a kid who who did not grow up in the 50s or something so my my type of movies are different and so the fact that this is a story uh, like a beginning to end story not just like chapters uh, it's more appealing to me so of course i'm going to like it more maybe and i things i like i like the characters Peter is just such a nicer character uh, in this one. It's yep. just... Mm, <laughs> I, I have to, to confess something. I really, really, really didn't like Peter and the original. And a lot of people say this. And it's not a, like an unpopular opinion. Even Walt Disney actually said that he didn't like the... Uh, it's not that he didn't like the finer product of, of the original Peter Pan, but uh, he thought it could be better. And Peter was one of those uh, of the of, of his complaints uh, because yeah, when I was watching the, the the movie, it was just I couldn't. I had to stop, and I was like, "Oh my god, Peter, shut up!" <laughs> I, I, the way he talked to Wendy, it was like, "Oh my god, Wendy, what? Why do you still?" I, I'm not sure he even liked Wendy. It was just like a thing he found. And I like the characters in this one, and I like the relationships on this one. Jane, I like because this is this is like the trope uh, that we've seen a lot with this kids' movies. That it okay, it's like the father or mother, but on reverse. Like Wendy, yeah. Wendy had to. 
was preparing to grow up and Jane needed to, you know, be a child again. She was still a kid. But this makes sense because it makes sense that Wendy has this daughter that lives on on World War II. And this is the reason why she needed to grow up. And, you know, I, I don't blame Wendy for wanting to keep their, their child, her children, you know, not paying attention to the war because it's just like, of course, it's like a really hard thing uh, for a child. Uh, but Jane also had uh, was right in a lot of things. And she just wasn't, she, she wasn't, that way just because oh the plot said so it's because a reason and you know that that gives her a lot to that gives a lot to her character and also i like the relationship she has with her brother and her mother because they all love each other and they're living in such hard times and and i i don't know like hook and and me are the same i actually yeah. think <laughs> they, they didn't suffer from, from any mischaracterization, so it, it was cool. And Tinkerbell is less of a bitch, and <laughs> that's good. I mean, he, she doesn't she try is, to kill Jane. She is still kind of a She kind of does, though. She, uh, there's, a, there's a point where, where she kind of pushes her, and it's just oh. at this moment where Peter Pan just kind of laughs, and she's laughing as well, and then Peter, Peter is like, no, I, I have to go get her. <laughs> and, and 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 Tinker was like, "What?" <laughs> but we had so much fun. Yeah. And yeah. Well, she, she's still uh, like she still has that bitchy quality, but she she's she's still likable. <laughs> she's more likable than the, in the originals. Yeah. Not as likable as in the movies, but yeah. No, she, that's she's, she's likable. Yeah. She had to red kind of redcon her to for the movies yeah, to make definitely. her likable. Yeah, actually. a lot. Yeah. But. Like I said before, I like her because. She was very, and then was why I like her when I was a kid, not because of her attitude. Um, but in and also the relationship of of Jane and Peter, I really like. Uh, like I said before, I I don't know. I'm not sure if Peter even liked Wendy, but I can be sure that Peter definitely had a crush on Jane, and he didn't know. Aww, like, what are these feelings? That's so cute. On me? Yeah, yeah I'm, definitely. I'm just sure of it. it, it There's just, no point. Uh, I don't know what he's saying to her, but he kind of takes off his hat and he just has <gasps> it in, in his hand. He's talking to her. It's so cute. Like I oh, love that scene. I love it. Yeah. Uh, it, it's before she uh, becomes a, a lost girl and a lost. Uh. Yeah. And, and they, they, they don't know what to say. And they're like, uh. Yeah. And there's one part where uh, the one of the lost boys, um, Cubby, the, the bird one, he uh -huh. swallows Jane's notebook. And Pierre actually goes through the trouble of approaching Jane and being like, "I'm sorry for the notebook." Like he, he, like he was really sorry about it. So yeah, I think it, it was. You know, they made Pierre Pan a lot more likable. They gave him more of a personality uh -huh. aside from just being a child. Like uh -huh. he was really empathetic, and he really, I think he cared about when. Uh, I'm sorry, he cared <laughs> about Jane um, in a more obvious way than he cared about Wendy in the yeah. original one and I really like the, rel the relationship between them uh, there's with this one part in the Lost Boys song where they're in like a boat and Pierre says something and then Jane finishes the sentence and it's really really fun and it's really cute and they have a really cool dynamic and mm -hmm. 
also I like that Jane when she she at one point she makes a deal with Hook that uh -huh. he will help her uh, get off the get off Neverland, but he but he needs her to tell him when where the treasure is, and she goes I'll help you, but you need to promise me that you're not you're not gonna hurt Peter. So yeah, it goes both ways. Like they both cared about each other. They just didn't share the same ideals. Oh my god, that was so deep. That was so <laughs> this is from a sequel, guys. But yeah, yeah I I I enjoy Pierre and Jane's I'm sorry. No, yeah, I said I said it right. Pierre yeah. and Jane's uh relationship, I think it's really cute. And yeah, if Pierre ever came out of Neverland, I think he and, and Jane would make a really cute couple. Would I be weird I... because he had a crush on her mother, but we'll leave that. We we will ignore that. Oh my god, we I having some Game of Thrones vibes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I was going to say something. I I think in Hook he married Wendy's granddaughter, right? I have not watched Hook in like eighteen years. I. I couldn't tell you. I don't know. That same as me. That's why I'm. I'm. I'm guessing. I didn't even remember. Like, like he married anyone. Yeah, he married. In, he had kids. That's like the plot. I don't <laughs> remember plot her. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, I watched it like one time. What do you think about the animation? I think the animation is pretty good. I think it holds up. Um, to this day, like it's not. Of course, we. I'm, here I go again. When you watch Bell's Magical World, nothing <laughs> can be worse than that. So as long as things are moving right and you don't get side eyes and and you know you can make out what the things are and lines are well defined, then mm -hmm. yeah, it's good animation. <laughs> no, I really do think it's it's good. I think the CGI at some points really stands out in a very obvious way that like kind of takes you off the movie yeah the ship is an obvious one and yeah the ship is a, it's, the CGI on the ship is really not it's not bad it's just really dated of course so uh -huh. now it's, it does look really obvious and the way that it, it, it doesn't really blend with the 2D animation so that kind of takes you out of the movie but aside from that I think they did a fantastic job with the animation uh, I think it really um it is important that this movie came out in theater, so it had a little more of a budget. So it was kind of—it's not like Disney Studio um, quality animation, but it's better than home video animation. So it's kind of an in between, and I think it's—it's it's good. It holds up. It's nice. It's—it it wasn't ever pay, painful to watch, and no. I think they ha they do some great things with character, um, the faces and the, the gestures that they do. And yeah, I really like it. What about you? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it it looks really, really two thousands. Yeah, that, yeah that, so much. That time. So much. <laughs> so there's, yeah. This movie's like the ep like the epitome of two thousands. Thousands, yeah. <laughs> also, I want to say, I think that the final scene, it's. It's a direct callback to the book because the book ends that way. Really? Yeah, but Jane is a baby or something. <laughs> that, that's oh, okay. And and that's it. That's good too that they actually like took Wendy's daughter from the book and gave her a movie. So it's it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, I like that. Mm -hmm. I really wish we got to know Wendy's 
husband. I think he's an interesting fella. That we <laughs> he never looks to. nice. He went to war and he came Aww. back on unsca- un- uh, like unharmed. So like he's a badass. Anyway, <laughs> um, what were what were we talking about? Alright, Peter Pan too. Um, anything <laughs> or like what war. else? Um, <laughs> I no, I was just I really wanted to to mention like everyone to take back the thing that I was saying with World War Two. I think it's so like it's so well handled. I really I was so surprised because <laughs> at the beginning you get a, a bit of a prologue with Wendy. I mean, sorry, Wait. I just did it again with Jane as a child. Like uh, Danny, her brother is still like a baby, like a one year old baby, and she's like five mm. or six. And it's when her dad is getting sent off to war and he tells her, you need to take care of your mom and Danny. And she takes it seriously. So I think in a really like very quick dialogue, you get to see, you understand her motivations and you understand why she is the way that she is. And then you get that scene where she is trying to get back home and then a bombing starts happening and she has to... Um, take care of the bombs and she needs to just hide and try to make it home and I think it's a really like I wouldn't imagine a Disney sequel having a scene like this like can you imagine like just the idea of a Disney sequel <laughs> be animating a bombing from World War II like what? <laughs> how? I really I also like parenthesis but I really like how the name of the dog is just Nana 2 Nana 2 <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even try. Like, not yeah. the animators and not Wendy. They didn't try. They were like, what's the name of the dog? Well, Nana 2. Fantastic. <laughs> I love it. Nana 2. 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would like, yeah. Um, <laughs> Nana 2. <laughs> Uh, it's oh. really fun. I, really, oh, no, I, was just, I really wanted to say also that um, at one point during that scene, you get... Uh, uh, Nana too. She points to one of the uh, what? What? What's the name of the game that you play when you're when you jump from like one number chalk? to the other? Like, that, it's yeah, like a plane. Is, yeah, mm-hmm. the, the thing that it's like a plane. I don't know if, what what you call that in the U.S. Um, but it's like numbers inside some squares, and you jump from one number to the other. <laughs> it's yeah. a really like it's a game that childs play, and you just draw it on the on the floor, and you play it. And Nana points to it, and she's like. We can we can play and Jane's like we don't have time for that and she just walks like she steps on it and whatever and she mm-hmm. runs to her home and I really like that I think it's nice visual storytelling I really like that. This movie is well made. <laughs> like I'm getting there, but I think the first like twenty minutes are so well handled. Like you could make mm-hmm. this uh like the the first twenty minutes you could make this into a live action movie and it would be like Oscar bait like. All of it. Oh like, God, you really? Daddy, the, like a child going through World War Two and trying to get about her childhood. Like that's Oscar. Oh my God. <laughs> but, like yeah, it is. Uh, just uh, I think uh, um, by the time the movie ends, I don't think it holds up to the original the first twenty minutes. And okay. I will say why later. But I think the the first like twenty the the, the the scenes before she's taken to Neverland, I think, are really well handled. I think they're really emotional. I really also like how when she um, gets into the the bunker, I don't know what they're in, mm-hmm. and it's Danny's birthday, and he's really excited because he, because Jane got him a present, and then the present is just sucks. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay. And I love that she goes, oh, I got him one size uh, larger so that so that he can grow into them. And Wendy's like what 
<laughs> so like that's the, like that's just a thing like your grandma does. Like yeah, we will buy the the their clothes but larger so that they can grow into it. Like what kind of child thinks of that? And I just love how Wendy just takes the socks and starts playing that they're Captain Hook and Peter Pan, and you get this really nice shot of Jane just kind of eavesdropping into the story. Like she has her, she's like doing something with the radio, trying to I don't know, get some communications on the bombings and whatever. And she just takes them off and she starts listening to the story, and you kind of see in her face that she's kind of enjoying it. But then she kind of jumps back into her her reality of like, no, that's nonsense, and she just puts on the head the, the headphones back. And I just I, I I tell you like the first twenty minutes are fantastically done. I just <laughs> I was living for them. I think it was so well handled. Like you like not, some some live action movies don't have the grace that the movie this one does of introducing the setting of World War Two and without without it being too heavy on children but still getting the point across and introducing the characters and the conflicts that they're going through and their motivations and what the relationship between her and her mom and her brother is and why it is like that. It's so well written. Like the first three minutes are fantastic. And I really have to give the movie that. I think it's the, I think it's the most solid uh, piece of um, storytelling that we have seen in any movie that we have watched for the podcast if like i'm just gonna say it i think it's the most solid storytelling like this one minutes i'll let you talk because i just rambled for like 10 minutes so you go <laughs> ahead and, and jump in no i agree uh, yeah I, I i was thinking maybe this was like my first introduction to the concept of world war ii i didn't even know what world war ii was like yeah, I knew it was a war. Like I, it, it didn't look fun, but I didn't know what World War Two was. I didn't know who Hitler was. I was like six, so like that's the thing. You don't need to know that yeah. it is World War Two. You just need to know that some bad thing is going on. When you're a child, you probably don't know what World War Two is, but you still understand like the the gravity of the situation. And of, when you are a grown up and you know about World War Two, it it hits you up more, of course. Oh yeah. Do you want to go to the parts that that we didn't like? Uh, no, I think there's there are some other things that we that I don't know. I I think we can that, that we like. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you think of the music in general? Uh, it's really two thousand. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like the song with like the Lost Boy song. It's oh, cute. Yeah, that, that, that's fun. <laughs> Actually, me and my friends when we were hiking or something. We actually just ended up singing that. It was so weird because every every one of us knew it, and it's My like God. kind of obscure. <laughs> yeah, it is. But but it's like the perfect hiking song. Oh my after God! After life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and I like, I, like like you said, I like the the I try song. I don't know what's it called. Yeah. What's the name? Maybe it's called like that. I don't, I don't know. Mm. Uh, but I kind of find it melodramatic. <laughs> it's kind of yeah, the fun of called, it. It's called I'll Try. I'll Try. Okay. Uh, it's kind of the fun <laughs> of it, I think. Uh, what other songs are there? Like new songs? Um... I'm, I'm looking at the soundtrack list, but I, I don't really... I can't... I can't 
picture the song that they're that I think it's mostly the soundtrack, like the music. Mm. Um, Maybe they're not memorable, and that's why. Yeah, it it has a a version of Second Star to the Right that I think is really oh, yeah. nice. I think it, I I really like that version. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was it. that's basically it. Um, yeah, not it's not the most memorable soundtrack, but it is fun. It is serviceable. It does not take yeah. away from the movie, and it's fun. I think it's effective. That's what it we is. can call it. it. I'll yeah. try. It's a really nice song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I want to say something else. I always like the scene in which Tinkerbell is dying. Yeah. I always remember that scene. It was like really present in my mind, I, and yeah, I don't know same. why I thought it was in the original movie. But then when I grew oh. up, it was like, oh wait, no. But I, I always. I don't know, like, I, I, it's weird. This is, like, such a, so iconic for me. Yeah, same. Like, it, it is the scene that I remember most from the movie. Mm-hmm. Where, when, when she's dying, she's, like, her body, her little body is just running out of light, and Jane yeah. is just crying on the bed. I think it's really, really nice. And then you get a shot of just um, Jane's uh, arms, Face. arms, uh, yeah, arms uh, covering her face and then you get a, 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 um, a spot of light on her face and she turns around and she sees Tinkerbell uh, getting better and uh, it's really mm-hmm. it's a really nice scene as well yeah yeah <laughs> no and yeah so basically that yeah no you go ahead the, the other iconic scene or like iconic visual that I remember from this movie is when Peter and Jane are flying yeah. and they touch a rainbow that's oh, so iconic yes <laughs> Yes, I love. I like the whole sequence of of him flying with Jane uh, attached to her, like his neck. It's really good. They fly so around <laughs> all of Neverland. They they we get a lot of like, um, what do you say, Easter eggs of the original one because yeah. you we get to see the Indian village and the mermaids and and everything. And it's a really nice trip down memory lane, and it's really fun. And I think the I think the my favorite part and the most iconic visual for me of this movie is when Jane finally learns to fly, and she flies around Hook's ship. It's really fun, and then she takes off the the pirate flag. It's really really amazing. I really love that. I uh, I think I don't know. I, I really feel uh, this is gonna sound weird, but I really feel empowered with that scene. Kind of <laughs> like. If if I could point pinpoint a, a moment in my life when I was a child that kind of amounts to what I felt when I watched Wonder Mo- Wonder Woman on theaters and I watched the No Man's Land scene and I felt so empowered that I could do anything, I think this, this would be it. This this would be one of those oh things God. that as a child I felt like, yeah, I can fly. Try me. Yeah. So yes, it, lost girl. It's really, I really, it's a I I really love. Yeah, like talk about being progressive. Jane is the first lost girl. Yeah. Yeah, talk about inclusion. Inclusion is important, guys. And Even in Neverland, especially yeah, in Neverland. I, it is weird because you know the lost boys don't really have names, mm-hmm. uh, but Jane does. And I don't know, <laughs> the lost boys are kind of a concept that's kind of lost on me. I don't, no pun intended, but uh, <laughs> but I I don't know what they're supposed to be and I think that goes more into the the Peter Pan mythos of the books and everything mm-hmm. um I don't like that the twins don't have names on their own and they're just called the twins they they don't feel they feel impersonal and they feel like not characters that you get attached to they're just like there to 
to be the lost boys as a unit and not individual characters. And I wish they had more fleshed out personalities. And hmm. um, yeah, but I, I really like how they they embrace her as a lost girl. And oh, also that the visual of the baby lost boy blowing oh, up. Yeah. So I, yeah, it's really that's a really iconic moment of that movie. It's the, one of the most of, stressful times of yeah. my childhood. Yeah, because like, just, don't do it. Yeah, because it's so energetic and like you get all of the lost boys like being having fun and and just before that you get to see Jane just throwing away the whistle and being like I don't care about Hook. I'm, I I really like like it's the moment the moment where she decides she enjoys being in Neverland and it starts embracing that and she throws away the whistle and then when they're having fun and they're they're welcoming her into the lost boys and then the baby grabs the whistle and just they cut back to him like they cut back to Jane and then to him and it's like so like the tension yeah my god yeah that's editing guys it's amazing it's so fun and yeah so we can move on to the things that we didn't like and you have something in mind <laughs> we have to address the octopus in the room. Oh my god, I've got you know what's the problem? Do you know what's the problem? I don't think Hook had a place in the story. I think yeah, you need him because of, of nostalgia, but I don't like I when sequels I, I don't like in general when sequels repeat the villain. I think it's lazy. I don't think I think you could do something else. And yeah, you know, uh, Hook is iconic, and I don't think they 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 even thought of getting rid of Hook. But you know, he did what he had to do as a villain in the first one, and mm-hmm. he had no more growth possibilities in the next one. You know, he just wants the same thing. He wants to capture Peter Pan, mm-hmm. and that's it. And you, I think, for the sequel, you could have we could have done with a a new villain, not a. But villain. it would be like a, a Hook redo, like. No, they could have done something else. It didn't have to be a pirate. It could have been absolutely, absolutely anything else. Or you didn't even have to have a villain. You know, you know, the villain. The story is uh, just her, her, not being able to get back into her childhood. That's the villain, quote unquote, of the movie. You didn't need, but you, you kind of need to have a personification of that. So it would have been really fun to see kind of a another kind of creature or a person or something that kind of embodied the feeling of being an adult and trying to get to lure Jane in and I don't know it, they could have done something more interesting with it and I think this is where what I was talking about that the movie kind of falls uh, okay. from the, the first uh, the first act because they don't really they try but they don't really land on the things that they set up in the first 20 minutes like the themes are there, but they're not as strong. Okay. They're not as strongly pushed as I would have wanted. They go into the more childish things like the the money making songs and you know the gags and hook and the octopus and the whole th- uh-huh. shenanigans that happen. They they kind of fall back into the the cashing. You know, just make a sequel, make it silly, and and. And it will sell and people will like it and they cannot drop, they don't drop the themes because the themes are there and her and Jane's arc is completed. But I don't, I, I wish it would have been a, a bit, a bit better, um, I don't know, delivered. Okay. And I think that's how, what I, what I, I still like the movie, but I wish it would have gone harder on us. Like, I really wish they could have taken 
they could have taken what they did in the first act and just ran with it and just take it to yeah. the fullest stream and just have fun with the idea and the concept and it would have really it would have elevated the sequel to another level and it just ends up being like not mediocre but just halfway between being an and an of above average movie above average sequel sorry and just an average sequel and that's that's kind of tragic for me mm, okay okay i see what you mean i yeah. i agree <laughs> but you were saying about the octopus what happens with the octopus <laughs> You know, I, I'm scared because of what you said, because you're, you're saying you could do with a new villain, like you would like a new villain, but when they try to change things, they give us the octopus, which is basically just like the crocodile, but with less meaning, less personality, and it's just, it's really That's just the, the they needed crocodile's change. another thing. They needed to come up with something new. The, the same thing with the croc the octopus because it was so funny because we just read on IMDb that they came up with the octopus because they thought that the the crocodile didn't have any more fun um ways of going and, and having new gags and like you just like did the cook. same gags that you did with the crocodile but with an octopus like it's yeah. literally the same thing it's just a, a sea creature that's trying to eat him the the difference mm-hmm. is the noises that they make and that's it and they still like have the same rhythm it's like yeah it's just about yeah it reminds him of the tiktok from the from the crocodile and i get Uh that but i don't know the the point is that the octopus wouldn't be there if hook wasn't wasn't there so Hmm. so, you have a point get get rid of hook and then get a new villain we don't have an octopus and we have a better you know a a better arc for jane you know it could have been more Uh dive they could have dived more into the theming of uh, the themes of adulthood and childhood and the loss mm-hmm. of childhood if they could have come up with a new villain that embodied that but Hook doesn't embody that Hook just yeah. wants to to capture Peter Pan and that's his character that's all of it and I don't know they could have they could have I don't know as I said they could have done something better and more meaningful and yeah yeah you're right that's my grudge with this movie because aside from that <laughs> I think it's a very a, a good movie. I think it's one of the the better ones that we have watched for the podcast, like for definitely by a, by a mile. And yeah, but I, I was going to say because you think that having a new villain it's better than having the the past one. You're saying Enchanted Christmas is a better movie than Beauty and the Beast. The, the uh-huh. a better the movie as well the, than than this one. And if you're saying that you will like no. no villain, wait. And if you're saying that you will like no villain, you're saying that <laughs> uh-huh. the magical world it's better than this one. What so good, what a good freaking way of twisting my words. That's not what I said at all. <laughs> I'm going to quote you. On first that. of all, did you know that Gina? <laughs> oh my God! Please don't, please don't quote me on that. I, that's not what I. That's not what I'm saying at all. Of course. That's what you uh, That like. No, the thing with Forte is that he's not a well-handled villain. He's just a mediocre villain. He's not menacing. He doesn't help with the themes of the movie at all because the movie has no themes. And then you, when you have no villain, then you end up with Bell's Magical World, which is just 60 minutes of nothing. And <laughs> But because they didn't have a purpose. But this movie, you have a purpose, you have themes, and you need a villain that will reinforce those themes. 
So you need to create a villain that we that will help the movie grow, you know? Mm -hmm. That's it. Yes, I just wanted to say that. <laughs> yeah, I know. You were just messing, but I had to defend myself because I can't have that on the internet that I see. <laughs> um, Bell's Magical World and Bell's Enchanted Christmas is better than... Um, Return to Neverland, the beloved movie. Yeah. yeah. I, no. I actually think it's, it's beloved by, by people that our age. This is one of the those sequels that when when people just like say something bad about these new sequels, it's like, oh well, or Peter Pan was good, and yeah, that's it. <laughs> it is definitely one of the better received yeah. sequels. I think uh, if you ask anyone, like if you could save like one saving grace of the sequels, like this would be one of those because, uh -huh. it, yeah, it, it is. <sighs> <laughs> Like you know, like you said, you think that this movie is a better movie than the original Peter Pan, and that's saying a lot, you know. That like that means something. That I enjoy it more. Okay. Not well, that well, it's better objectively. Okay, okay, I get but that. It's there. <laughs> well, you know, that just means that they did something right. You know, they mm -hmm. learned, and I think this is something that really, you know, movies, some other sequels have suffered from, but this movie really knew how to translate to a new generation. They knew that they they weren't on the nineteen fifty on the 1950s anymore yeah. they were in the thousand generation and the way that they told stories and the way that movies were received at the time was a lot different than it was 50 years ago yeah. so they knew how to adapt to it and they created a movie that was that that fit with the times better and that's i think why we enjoy it more because of course it was literally tailor-made for us for our generation that's why we enjoy it more because it was literally made for us so it makes That's sense I and, I, and I appreciate that I really appreciate it because not a lot of sequels can do that you, you know that they are willing to sacrifice some of the original feeling and you know the animation style and the the timing of the movie in order to uh, to fit better with the time don't I, I don't think there are a lot of sequels that can accomplish that in a satisfactory way and this one does and that I will I really have to give that to the movie Oh, that's cute. Oh, oh. <laughs> I try. I try, but it's oh so God. hard to believe. I try. Okay, you go ahead. Sorry. Keep singing, please. Keep singing. No, sorry. No, uh, I don't know the lyrics. I just know that. Uh, so that's why I stopped singing. Anyway, you go ahead. You were saying something. Um, I, I, I was... I think I forgot it or it wasn't important, but another thing that I wanted to say is that when I was watching this movie, I remember when I was a kid, it was like, oh my God, being a little girl will be so fun. But now I'm watching it and these kids, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. oh they're my God. They're fucking annoying. And I have they're... to say that, they're fucking annoying. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't like no. the lost boys. Well, I'm sorry. Okay, they're, they're a little... Like boy this is children, this is, and this is why I don't want to have kids. Like this is these <laughs> are kids. Like please don't. This is like I instead of annoying everything, I just found them gross. And yes, they're really gross. They are. Yeah, because they spit and I think they smell <laughs> and sound, they always sound so girly right now. Like you <laughs> boy, they spit. I'm 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 just <laughs> saying about I'm I'm focusing on those boys like kid. Boys that around, I don't know, five to ten years old, and they always are covered in dirt, 
and they don't shower, they say they don't shower or wash their hands, and they yeah. always spit them, and this spit just gets mixed together, and it's like, oh my yeah, god. that doesn't sound fun at all. No, that is like that's literally what, that's my worst nightmare. Oh, that <laughs> because... was so sexist, I'm sorry. I apologize immediately. Lost people, Gina. Oh my god, of course. There aren't any lost boys anymore. It's just lost people. Thank you. Lost children. Lost children. Good. Yeah, yeah that oh my god. That's good. I mean, I think the reasoning, I think I sometimes, I don't know what movie it was. I think it was the, 2003, the 2003 Peter Pan movie that says that there are there are no lost girls because, lost, because girls are smart enough to not fall off their beds. Oh my god, can we talk about that movie? Oh, that would be such a... We need to have a podcast where we just talk about another, like, random movie so we can talk about Peter Pan because that's it's, a really fun movie. It's literally our outro. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh my god, it is. I, didn't, I, like, I hadn't made that connection, but it is. Um, Th- this so, yeah. whole episode is so on topic with everything. Oh my god. It was the, movie, it was the, the, the episode that we were meant to record. <laughs> and, and it was so like... sad Tammy isn't here. Oh, you just yeah. made me sad. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No, but... We miss Tammy. <laughs> I wish Tammy was here. But fortunately, we, we don't have to guess what her opinions and answers will be. Yeah. So... All right, Andy. And you know what? <laughs> <laughs> because Tammy was Why? kind enough. Yeah, because Tammy was kind enough to send a recording of her thoughts. So we will play that right now. And she's going to give us what she thinks of the movie in general and her rating. And just, we're going to let it play. Hey, girls. Sorry I can't be there today to record with you. I'm going to miss it. And it's just, I have a whole ton of homework. I was at a coffee shop from like 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. last night. And now it's seven, it, I started studying again at 7.30 a.m. right now. And it's just... A lot. (laughs) But yeah, my thoughts on Peter Pan. Well, um, I don't want to make this too long, but I just wanted to say that Peter Pan is my favorite childhood story. And I'm kind of bummed that I'm missing it. It's just that um, I understand, though. But um, I, uh, I used to carry this Peter Pan book with me when I was a kid. Like, it was literally worn down. I don't know where it is anymore, but like, it had, it was a hardcover and like, the whole like the hardcover fell off of the book like one year because I was I just I carried it everywhere I look went I love this story I love the magic in it I love the nostalgia I love the characters I love the idea of ideal of idealizing childhood and saying how it's great to be a child I think that's all great and I love it and I love the movie too it's just it's one of my favorites from the Disney oldies so you can you can expect that I I probably had some expectations for the sequel and I understand it's not great but honestly I had a good time like I was crying when not crying like I wasn't sobbing but I was like tearing up when Jane was telling Wendy that she didn't want to go to the children's camp I was I was a bit um misty-eyed yeah and then when Tinkerbell was 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 on her last breath I was just like I was like why am I feeling all these emotions in a Disney sequel (laughs) yeah and then um it was very very heartfelt when Peter and Wendy like reconnected it was 
it was a really, really nice story and continuation to the Peter Pan, to the original Peter Pan, and I really hope you guys liked it as well. I, I feel like Gina might have, but yeah, those were all, those were all great in terms of, and the animation is pretty decent, well, because they, like, made this Disney sequel for a theatrical release, and of course, it's gonna, like, it is gonna be in better quality, it's gonna have better quality than, like, the other ones, and I know it follows the trend of, like, the, the babies of the original characters go on their new adventure, and I don't know, I like this one, it's, uh, I, it doesn't, for me, it doesn't seem like this, all the rest. Maybe because she is not actively seeking out this adventure. She's like, I don't want to go to Neverland. <laughs> She's actively trying to get back home. And I think that's what sets us apart from the traditional, not traditional, but like the, the narrative that we've seen before in Disney sequels. And I think that's why it works, for me at least. Um, for, for anything that's, I consider bad I I don't think I see anything that's terrible like one thing that always bothered me as a kid was that I did not believe that that was a grown-up Wendy I don't know why but her character design just does not it does not I don't see the transition I really don't like I get that like you're older you look different but I feel like there should be some similarities and for me I just don't see it but yeah they did really well on staying true to Peter Pan's character and then even though it's like the babies of the original are going going on a new adventure Jane is much more is much different from Wendy and in the in the in the way that she does not want to be a child and it's not that she doesn't want to be a child it's it's that she has to grow up because of World War is it two or one I think it's two but yeah because of World War two and she She's just different because she has to be. And I think that's a great way to explore of a child who had to grow up too fast and her discovering Neverland and dis- rediscovering her childhood. And I really love that. And another reason I love this... And okay, well, I love this because it really emphasizes the the act of storytelling, and I love storytelling, and I think Peter Pan is the reason I do, because when I was a little girl, I used to dream about being Wendy, and like, telling stories to little kids, and now I'm going to be a teacher, and I get to tell stories to little kids, I'm actually planning a lesson where I read a story about um, a Filipino girl cooking pancit, which is a Filipino food, to my kindergartners, and I'm going to have them write about their favorite food, and so this, like, Peter Pan just means a lot to me because I, Wendy was a storyteller and that really resonated with me and I'm actually trying to do that with the rest of my life to, to teach lessons through, because like, each lesson we, a teacher has is basically a story. They're telling a story about the world, about science, about math to the kids and we just want them to remember it. And this film is about someone who lost the love of storytelling and childhood and rediscovering that and I think that's really great I'm really sorry that I can't do this all with you I feel like it would be a really good discussion well I don't know if you guys like it but I really liked it and I really liked and I think it is a definite upgrade to the original Peter Pan I hope you guys have a great discussion
Bye. And those were Tammy's thoughts. Wasn't she adorable? Do you have something else that you want to add? Because if not, we can move on to if it's an upgrade or a downgrade. Okay. No, I don't. Okay, so is it an upgrade <laughs> or a downgrade here? I characterization and everything, it's an upgrade. And as a movie, it's an upgrade. I don't think it really upgraded the the lore on anything. Uh, I think the the Tinkerbell movies did that. But God. <laughs> but yeah, an upgrade. All right. I think so too. I think it's definitely an upgrade. They upgrade on a lot of things. Um, Peter character, Peter's characterization, and you know the the storytelling is better. I think it has more weight to it than the original one. I think it it deals with some darker themes, even if not for long. And <laughs> I just really, I yeah, I think it is an upgrade, but I wish it was more of an upgrade. I think it's like, up. If Peter Pan was the the point the 1.0 version this one is a 1.5 version like it's not okay. like a 2.0 version it's just 1.5 it sounds like nana 2 it's like yeah, nana 1.5 yeah it was it this would be nana 1.5 uh, like I, wish they, <laughs> I really wish they could have taken the themes that they set up in the beginning and just ran with it but they don't so this movie kind of end up being average i guess but it's still enjoyable mm-hmm. and i think it does upgrade uh, some things like Tinkerbell and the Lost Boys have a lot more to do in this movie, and but then again, they don't get personal, you know, characterization. They just are the Lost Boys as a unit. So you know that that's basically what I'm saying. They try to to do better, but they end up like just being halfway. And yeah, so I think that it is an upgrade, but not as much of an upgrade as I would have liked. <laughs> so. Okay. With that out of the way, do you have a rating, dear? I have a rating. You go ahead. Tell us your rating. This movie makes me feel like a child again. Aww. Oh. <laughs> that was sweet. <laughs> you, um, dear? What's your rating? Well, for me, I think my rating would be that this movie, it tries, but it's so hard to make a sequel. But you don't have the budget. It tries. It tries. It tries. And that's that's my rating. It tries. And that's it. What? That was a musical musical rating for you guys. The first one ever in the podcast. Thank you so much. I'll be here all week. um, At least until Frozen 2 comes out. Uh, Yeah. So I think... I think that wraps up our thoughts and what we want to say about Pure Pan Return to Neverland. Right, dear? Yeah. We made it. We came <laughs> back from Neverland on skate and we ran from the pirates. We we avoided being racist with the Indians. We avoided <laughs> turning to mermaids. We avoided Tinkerbell from dying and we are back home safe in, you know, <laughs> our houses to, you know, deal with adult life. Yay. I uh, feel like I, <laughs> I I just had a massive um, a big adventure with you guys. Yay. With with, thank with you. me. With me, yeah. thank you. Like <laughs> with you guys the we're the only ones listening. here, dear. Just don't lie to yourself. We're the only ones here. We're not we're not even the same room. We're in different we're in different sides of the country. Uh 
that. But, but we always can find Neverland together. Yeah. Just follow that. That was so cute. That would have been something that that Tammy would say. And that just makes me realize that I really miss Tammy. I really miss Tammy. <laughs> Tammy's uh -huh. right. Tammy's life's matter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I think that was it for Return to Neverland. And the next episode that we will have for you is 101 Dalmatians 2. And wow, I haven't. Wow. Yeah, I have not seen that movie in like 15 years. And just not be confused with the 102 Dalmatians, which is the sequel to the live action, like uh, 101 Dalmatians with Glenn Close and such things. Nope, that's not the movie we're talking about. We're talking about the 101 Dalmatians 2, the that's animated so one. That movie is so ah! good. Yeah, it is. It is a very good movie. But I think this one, like for what I remember, this one is actually kind of good too. Um, I, I don't think it's a masterpiece, but I think it's enjoyable. I mean, it's at, at least it's not it's not gonna be painful, for what I remember. So yeah, I, I can't wait to watch that movie and have a trip back to Maryland because I really, I really haven't seen 101 Dalmatians in really in like oh my god. I don't remember the last. Time I don't remember. Yeah, me neither. It's going to be fun. I can't wait to watch both of the movies and to give you our thoughts on it. Mm -hmm. okay. So, you have anything else to say before we sign off? This was so fun. I missed it. Yeah, I missed it too. I really wish Tammy was here, but I had a lot of fun talking with you here. It really felt like, you know, I feel nostalgic for my time in Monterey when we were together <laughs> and we did the podcast together in the same room. And yeah, it's It was a return to Monterrey in lugar to re instead of return to Neverland. Oh my sorry, god! I, I started talking Spanish in the middle of the sentence. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it was cute, and I really miss you, and I really missed the the podcast. I really love this podcast, and of course, I will do my best to not hold off the podcast anymore. And we will try <laughs> to make the episodes more, you know, weekly as they were when we first started. And that that's the goal for this. And yeah, mm -hmm. I really hope we get to see you next week for 101 Dalmatians 2. You can follow us on Twitter at 2DivisionPod. You can send us an email at 2DivisionPodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, that's basically it. Just get in contact. We love hearing from you guys. You can leave a review on iTunes. You can listen to us on Spotify and anywhere else you get your podcasts. And thank you for any reviews and emails that you send our way because we love hearing from you. And... Yeah, now that, that's it, finally. <laughs> And thank you so much, guys. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.